Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. If you're new here, I'm Helen Denham. I'm a mindset mentor for women. I really help women heal at a subconscious level first and foremost so that they can initiate radical change from a place of peace and ultimately create a life that feels like heaven on earth. All right, we've got another great episode for you today. We've got Carrie Keller joining us. She is the founder of Life Aromatherapy, which is, of course, centered around aromatherapy, all natural products and fragrances. And she's also an intuitive channel who works to empower others through her readings and healing sessions. She is also a medical intuitive medium, Reiki and quantum healer, and has conducted thousands of readings for people around the world, in addition to her meditation and yoga teachings. And this is a very spiritual episode. This is what I just loved having this conversation with Carrie because we really dive into life's bigger questions. We talk about intuitive gifts and the path of love and aging and working with spirit all the big things. So enjoy this episode. While you're listening, you can find Carrie on Instagram at Life Aromatherapy and her website is lifearomatherapy.com. And I'm at Helen Denham underscore and at the Lifted Podcast. So enjoy. Let us know what you learn as you listen. Send it to a buddy if you feel like they might benefit from what you're hearing. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. First question I love to ask us is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? I do. Um, I like to wake up, I spend about an, a good hour meditating. So make sure I wake up early enough to have time for that. Um, if I'm not meditating, I'll do a yo- little yoga practice. I've been doing yoga lately. Um, and then I love adaptogen coffee. So I always, um, after I'm done with my meditation or my yoga practice, then I'll go and make some yummy coffee with all my mushrooms and mm. uh, cocoa and I just put a ton of things in there and um I always have to eat first thing in the morning so I um always make a little something and um I'm one of those people I get right into work you just love to work <laughs> so <laughs> I just get on the computer and kind of assess what I need to do for the day Hmm. Beautiful. Okay. That is a <clears throat> impressive meditation practice that you've got going on in the morning. And I find that even, you know, as a meditation teacher, it's sometimes difficult for me to like, make sure that I'm doing even 20 minutes a day. How did you build up to developing your own personal practice? What does that look like for you? Yeah. You know, I, I have to, like, I, it's, it's such an essential part of my world. I, you know, from a young age, I was probably in my um, late teens, early 20s, when I started diving into spirituality and just trying to understand my sensitivity. And so meditation or yoga were, were kind of forms to connect with myself. So it's really, that practice is essential. It's grounding. It's just um, I go to a different place and it just feels so amazing. Um, I'm not always just sitting. I'll sometimes do some breathwork techniques if I feel my energy is stagnant. I'll do some stretching. Um, that's the thing with meditation. Sometimes people think you just need to sit, but it's really in my mind about quieting 
your mind not you know one one layer is quieting the mind the other is connecting to self and um so it's it's really an essential part of my practice i i love it so <laughs> i can spend hours in silence it's just being out in the world that's a little more challenging <laughs> <laughs> totally and i'd love to hear a little bit more about what your practice looks like is it is it stillness? And like, when you're going into that space, are you having like a dialogue in your mind? Are you going through mantra? Or are you just letting what comes through come through? What is what's going on for you in in your space? Sure. Yeah, it usually starts with a prayer, you know, with um, an intention. And especially if I'm needing support, or if there's people in my life that need support. So it starts that way. And then I I open myself up to um, guidance. I, I try to quiet my mind through breathing techniques. You know, I've been doing this so many years, so it's, you know, I can kind of drop in pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, with anything, it is a practice. There's some days where I might be feeling a little more anxious or my mind might be this year. So I always focus on the breath. And, um, and then just open myself up, you know, to my guides, angels, um, and, and sometimes it's kind of quiet and I'm not always receiving the guidance that, um, I, I need, but it always feels really comforting. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's always a practice and sometimes I use mantras. I do. I love mantras. I think that's a great way to, you know, drive the focus. Um, mantras can be very healing. Um, so it, it's, it's very, it's varied every day, you know, but most of the time I, I set an intention or prayer and then I just open myself up. Mm-hmm. And how have you been able to connect with your guidance system? I know it looks different for everybody and we all have kind of different levels and layers of sensitivity, but for you, how did you begin to get in touch with your guidance and your team? What was that journey like? Uh, it, it started um, early, probably I it was quite young when I, I felt like I was communicating with um, maybe people that have crossed over. It never felt scary, but I definitely never told anyone. <laughs> um, I eventually, you know, I always felt older in my, in high, especially in high school. I just wasn't doing things that most high schoolers would be doing and um, always wanted to stay home, always had an affinity for uh, world religions and just studying spirituality. And, and I liked being quiet. I liked being alone or with my family. <laughs> and, um, but I always felt like I was perceiving things differently. And I noticed that a lot in high school, I always felt like I was above any situation, you know, kind of objectively looking at the situation. Um, when, when, you know, kids, there's dramas, there's, you know, things that happen that I just, never really connected to and I always felt like gosh there's a different way or like I felt like a mediator to some degree um um so you know it started there where I noticed I was perceiving things differently than a lot of my peers and um at that time I was also getting really into herbs and more natural modalities um so I just would quietly you know study on my own and try to understand the sensitivity that I had um, so it evolved. And then in my early twenties, it was coming on stronger and stronger where I had what's called clear cognizance, where I would just know things about people without knowing how or why and clear sentience where I would feel other people's emotions. Um, and that was the most difficult one for me to figure out because I would 
think it was me. I would always kind of take things in and it was confusing. Um, and so that's where I really dove into studies and, and started, I got a mentor and it kind of evolved from there because I, um, I never anticipated giving readings or any of that. I just wanted to understand for myself what was happening <laughs> and what I was perceiving. So it really, it started at early age. I'm 49. So this is like, you know, this has been a journey for me. Um, and I love it. I'm always learning about my, you know, my gifts and, you know, the gifts we, we all have. And um, so it's always unfolding. <laughs> mm. I love that you're touching on clairsentience and picking up on other people's emotions and, and learning to build that discernment between what's you and what's not. How did that come about? How did you start to strengthen that understanding? Yeah, I was fortunate to have a mentor because, you know, I had read so many books that I really connected to and it was gave me that aha moment of like, okay, this is who I am. There's other people that experience life this way. Again, my family didn't really know what was going on. I'm very close to my family. They always call me like the alien of my family because I ate differently. I, you know, just was experience the world, experiencing the world a little differently. So I was fortunate to find a mentor that helped me trust my abilities. So we would literally do exercises um, where, you know, she would give me a pack of sugar or like give me things in envelopes that I would have no idea what they are, but it would hold them and then have to guess, you know, what it was and using my abilities, not just trying to guess, you know, and those little tricks helped me build my confidence in what I was perceiving. Um, I think there's a, a big responsibility that comes with having these abilities, especially if you're doing um, readings for other people. Um, I, I So I really wanted to be accurate and, and just know for myself what I was perceiving um, was real, just build the confidence in, in those abilities. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Which leads me into kind of the big existential life question. So what is your perception of what we're doing here in this human experience? Like, what do you feel like you're here to learn or to do? And what do you think is going to happen when you leave your body? <laughs> big question. <laughs> question right? <laughs> I love your questions. I, you know, I'm going to say, I don't know anymore. You know, I feel like we are so expansive and, and lately I love quantum, you know, understanding quantum science and I'm always intrigued by our universe and what's available. And I kind of see us as like a galaxy, you know, these little galaxies moving around in the world that are unconscious of really who we are and, and our expansiveness. So I feel like everything is connected. Um, there's so much to learn. I mean, in all the readings that I've done, I am always learning new things about other dimensions or just our experience here. But my philosophy is that love is at the core of everything. And we're here to learn love. And it starts with loving ourselves. It's it, it has to do with loving one another, finding harmony and balance in that. And, and, um, and that's not woo woo to me, that's work, you know, to, to that practice, um, takes work. <laughs> um, and so the more we can learn to keep our hearts open and stay connected and love one another, um, 
the better I think we are. And I think the other realms are just more of that, more, <laughs> more of that experience of what pure love is. Mm. Um, so, but I don't know. Yeah. And you know what I think is it's, it's so fun to do the work that we do. And I, and I hope that someday I enter the the world that you're in as well with clairsentience, clairvoyance and testing these things. Cause I feel like we all have it, the ability to activate it. And some of us come in with it stronger, but I do believe we can train ourselves to get more sensitive. Do you think that's true? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I absolutely, I think that's a, the journey, right? I think some of us come in really open and, um, I, you know, aware, maybe more aware, perceptive. Um, and then others may not because that's their journey. And, but we all have the opportunity to develop ourselves. And, um, I think that's such a gift and such a, a beautiful gift that we can keep evolving, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I believe I, we can tap into those abilities. Absolutely. And I really just appreciate the reality of you saying, you know, it's coming back to love and that not being woo woo, because it truly is everything that we're doing. Like we're opening up our heart space with vulnerability to become more loving toward ourselves, toward one another. That takes a lifetime to peel back, to get into <laughs> a heart open space. And sometimes this one won't do it. So we're here for a few rounds. For sure. Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting to see that. And all that, yes. I mean, I feel like, um, yeah, because I'm, I believe in past life. I believe that we're, you know, it's a continuum. We just keep, keep trying, you know, until we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You, you have this feeling to me of like an ascended master. Like you've got it, you've kind of like got it down. Like a lot of what a lot of us are working toward. I know that that might sound silly, but it sounds like you have found this kind of place of, of peace and uh, along your journey, that's just now this beautiful kind of unfolding that's happening. Well, you know, thank you, Helen. for saying that. <laughs> I am also very human and that, um, like everybody, you know, have experienced life, you know, and there's plenty of times where I'm trying to understand why things happen or um, I get overly sensitive, you know, my Mm -hmm. feelings are, you know, so that's, that's my practice, you know, is to keep strengthening um, my core of who I am and, and that perception of my identity. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I, I still, um, is, you know, many years as I've been, um, in this field of self-discovery, I I'm always still learning and, and I love connecting with people like you, you know, people Mm -hmm. that are so, um, aware and curious and, um, it definitely inspires me, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm always learning. Yeah. What are you struggling with right now? Like what's been something that's been coming up for you that's been either triggering or like a big life lesson that's come through for you? Yeah. Um, you know, from uh, it's, it's really interesting. I, I find that I'm sometimes absurd. You know, one thing is social media. That's always difficult for, for, for me as a sense, I'm saying as a sensitive, I'm cancer, I'm Scorpio, Sagittarius, you know, there's, I am, what, what sign are you? I always You're like, my favorite mix. I'm a cancer. <laughs> I love Scorpio women. My sister's a Scorpio. Like most of the women I bring in are Scorpios. 
and a cancer rising as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cancer Gemini cancer. Okay. Ge- okay. So mm-hmm. that Gemini, I think is such a gift because air signs are really, in my opinion, very, you know, good with social media and these and technology communication. Mm-hmm. Right. And I am not, you know, I definitely struggled, you know, with being, that's part of being in our world today, right. Is um, how we connect through these, these channels. And um, so not that I don't know why that came to mind because that's not globally like what's on my mind most of the time. Oh yeah, no, but that makes that's a huge part of our lives. But it's 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 kind of surreal for me because my foundation is gosh, what's really important is community, supporting one another, you know, being very conscious with how we're treating each other. Um, and I think sometimes the lenses in which we're seeing life um, get distorted, and so. My biggest frustration is, uh, you know, I don't feel like that's real, but how do you communicate that, um, especially to young people that are influenced by these things and, you know, show them a different reality. And um, so, you know, that's on my mind a lot about where we're going collectively, um, how to break through and, and get to a foundation of more wholeness and 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 just again community always comes to mind how do we reform that when sometimes our lives are a little fragmented due to these um device you know these tech they can bring us together and they can separate us a little bit so mm-hmm. such a good point I think there's like there's always a yin and the yang to it right because I'm seeing all these like younger people on TikTok, especially where they're showing their acne and they're showing their struggles. And there's a lot of like body positivity going on that has helped me watching the younger generation come up because I really struggled with skin. I struggled with eating issues, all these things. And there seems to be this cocoon of like support for the younger people to show up. However, at the same time, I was thinking like, what if I filmed a day in my life, you know, and just had a camera on myself I would be looking down at my phone for a huge part of that day. So I'm like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm really aware of, for me, I guess it's how much time I'm spending consuming. And um, somebody was just talking about this recently. I love this discussion about like creating spaciousness, which you're doing, you know, in your meditation practice, which is why it's so important that we all somehow come back to ourselves because we live in this world. I think what we're kind of both getting at is this input, this constant input, not a lot of like, authentic connection with how we're perceiving the world like how do you really feel what's your actual opinion or is it being fed to you so it's a big conversation (laughs) yeah no and you put it so beautifully like and I I'm I'm with you there's always that balance there's so many gifts and and again ways to find support and that community through these these outlets um but yeah and you know it's it's so personal to me because I'm I'm, I'm very old school. I still like in tactile, I need a book or, you know, I, I should not be the one talking about this, but, um, but yeah, I, I do see the gifts absolutely. in in these outlets as well. Well, I think you're, it's so important. You know, I look at my, um, my mom and my childhood and how we grew up reading and, and she, I remember for mother's day one year, when we were like 10 years old, her mother's day ask and gift was to get the TV out of the house. 
And I think it was like one of the best parenting decisions that they ever made was to remove the TV from the house so that we would go play in the field. So I don't think it's old school. I actually feel like there will be a revolution to bring us back home to nature. And like, that's where there's a big separation happening because we're losing touch. But it's also so new, like it's only existed I think my, you know, anybody who's like 25 or the last generation to have known what life was like before technology hit. So it's like we're somehow we're going to need to remember how to come back home because this is not really sustainable way of life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you how you feel about because I'm coming up on 30 and I know you're coming up on 50, like how these like chapters are feeling to you, how you're about to enter your next phase of life and what kind of emotions come up for you there? If sure. any, you know, I, I, I mean, I have the blessing of, I never think about my age, you know, and, um, and I've always been that way, you know, it's like, I, I just don't. So, it's weird, you know, when I think about, um, when I look at my parents or my siblings, you know, we're all getting older <laughs> and I'm the second youngest in my family. So that's kind of strange when I um, kind of see that, oh my God, like, I never feel like any of us are old. <laughs> and my right. parents literally have to tell me like, well, we're at this age, you know, and like preparing me that they're not going to be here forever. And I'm not naive. I, I know that, but I, you know, these, these, um, change like 50, I'm excited about, like, I, I really, I love women. I love, I mean, I love men too. You know, I, I just want to empower others. Um, and I, you know, I just feel like we have to embrace our age and, and these chapters in our lives. Um, you know, when I listen to your podcast, there's so many things that I hear that you experience. And I felt like I was in the very same place, you know, at your age. And I still feel like I'm that. And then this new phase, which is still unfolding. So, um, and, you know, approaching 50, I just kind of giggle. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. But it's kind of fun. And um, I like getting older. I don't know. I, I just mm -hmm. really embrace it. I feel like, you know, wisdom comes with age, hopefully. <laughs> yes. And I feel like I am getting wiser as I get older. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely embracing it. It's really nice to hear you say that. And I think it's important for women, especially to keep talking about the beauty of aging and what pleasure comes along with it. I mean, my mom said her sixties have been her favorite decade ever. Like she's out on a road trip across the country, like living her <laughs> dream, like, you know, so it can look different for everybody. But I think especially as women, we are pushed and peddled every product you can imagine. And like every kind of sensory download to say, you need to stay young and you're not valuable unless you're like looking like this, behaving like this, all these things. Um, and I just find that that's a very specific experience for women to be peddled youth like that when really there's just such a beauty into aging in and like, just, it's just life. And I, 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 I guess it all comes back to the fear of dying, like people not, you know, being comfortable with getting older because we're also afraid of dying. But that's the beauty of being on some kind of mindfulness or spiritual path, because at some point it's popping in for a moment to chat with you about my mentorship offering. This is a private one on one seven week series with me that is designed for the woman who is ready to change her life. It's for the woman who is ready to feel safe and grounded, clear on what she wants and exactly how to get there. 
the woman who feels confident in her power and able to express, release emotion and becomes optimistic about what's to come. And we really get you there. We help you to create a new paradigm using habit and routine formation. We explore the subconscious deeply. We activate your highest self and we lean into shadow and alchemize and release that stagnancy, any density that's built up there. Most importantly, we create a space of unconditional compassion, of safety for you to navigate the depths of your experience and to take a look at those triggers and what has been holding you back so that you can create a life that feels like heaven on earth. And I'm at a point now where I have seen such radical change in the women that have come through this container that I guarantee your life will change in a profound way. And to my pleasant surprise, I've actually been working with a lot of women who are budding coaches and mentors themselves. So that's been such a blessing and a pleasure to be be of service in that way. I have other women who are with me to simply work on their spiritual growth and dig deeper into who they are as a human being and a spirit having a physical experience. And I have some women who are just navigating big life changes who need support. So if this sounds like you, if this is feeling like this is your call forward to up level in your life and really blossom, especially you know, in this new season that we find ourselves in, you can just go to my website, helendenham.com, and you will find that you can book a free 30-minute power session with me to get to know one another and determine if this is in alignment for you. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Back to the episode. Being afraid of that to the extent of it, I guess. Like, of course, we, we're going to grieve our parents and it's difficult to, to move through those chapters, but death and dying itself seems to become less scary as we get closer to ourselves into that loving space. Would you, do you feel like that's been your experience a little bit? Yeah. I mean, my, I just feel like every day, you know, is an opportunity to be like really grateful and present. You know, I always have the perspective that any person I love, you know, at any time, may not be here you know i'm i hope they'll, they'll be here for as long as possible but you know my perception is just to embrace every day um to make the most of our time here um and so even though you know i hope to live you know to in my night to my 90s you know i i just want to make them the most of every single day because i don't know if i will and you know so i i think um we're not really here that long a time right <laughs> and um so just make make the most of it and and that's how i don't even think about dying um i mean yeah not not often i'm not afraid of that but i just don't think of it i think about living and really what am i going to do now and that's when we we're talking about techno technology what comes to mind is just presence like more presence more being here now right and that's where you know sometimes we get distracted or off track and so the more we can just embrace each moment i think is 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 where it's at. <laughs> yeah. And what, what else brings you back to that space? What else brings you home to yourself on a daily basis beyond a meditation practice? Is there anything else that, that comes to mind for you that you've weaved in? Yeah. Like I love music. I'm always every day, like I have to have music on. It's so inspiring. Um, I know, I know you're, you know, musician and it's just, it's so powerful. And so always music, 
you know, when I'm formulating, um, that in itself is so healing. I always go on walks every day. Um, I am physically active, so that is really grounding and, um, just helps me feel more, more connected. Um, so I have a lot of rituals. Sometimes I just need to like check out and watch a good movie, you know, like a documentary or rom-com or something, but, but most days it's, you know, getting out in nature and just Mm -hmm. connecting and music and Mm. I love that. And what, what keeps you healthy? Like, I know we're just talking about age and beauty, but you are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you look (laughs) like you're exactly like 30. Um, (laughs) What keeps you healthy? It's amazing. Uh, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I've been eating healthy since I was in my teens. Um, I too had, you know, um, an eating disorder. I was trying to eat healthy and didn't know how to do it. I had to eventually um, go to a nutritionist and learn how to eat well. But from there, um, I just really dove into, you know, eating whole foods, like all natural. Um, I come from Illinois, the Midwest. So, you know, it was different from my family. They were, we always had like, you know, rounded meals, but I was starting to eat different foods, going to all the health food stores and kind of trying new things. And um, so I've been eating that way for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only used natural products um, since that time. You know, I maybe in college use like a synthetic perfume or, you know, something like that. But um, for the most part, I've been pretty natural. And yeah, I haven't done any cosmetic procedure that's probably next I'm open to that you know (laughs) down the road but I I just you know try to be really conscious about what I put in my body and on my body Mm -hmm. yeah so amazing yeah food is medicine I feel like that's a big hurdle to get through I guess for me it was I'm still in like a, a phase of really learning how to eat really well but it took learning how to just cook some basic meals that I would look forward to what do you like to cook is there anything that is like a staple for you oh my gosh well I love my my fiance is he's Italian so it's like a gift I love <laughs> um to cook anything Italian um but my yeah so my go-to's are pasta he's has a gluten allergy I don't eat gluten but we found some very very good gluten pastas Mm. gluten-free pastas that we can eat that tastes like pasta um so like there's a dish shrimp and dragico which is like basically shrimp with garlic and what you're Mm. supposed to put wine in there or you can you know use vermouth some some other alcohol a white alcohol um and it's just so it's kind of like a mixed between it's a Croatian dish but it's a it's um so delicious you can get like you know crusty bread so that's my go-to when I need mm. something really yummy and hearty um but yeah any pasta cacio de pepe is like my favorite and um so we try not to eat a lot of pasta like, <laughs> maybe once a week is that yeah um those would be yeah anything Italian would be my go-to Uh Oh, I love that. (laughs) But I love Um, to cook. Yeah. mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you as well about your essential oil integration in your business in your life. But um, how did you get into studying oils and aromatherapy in general? And and tell us more about that. I um, well, I at the time when I was um, in college, I had been um, I'm one of those people that always had like you know, several jobs, not because I had to, I, I really genuinely love to work. It's 
strange. I know. <laughs> and um, so at the time while I was in college, I um, was, had been studying herbs and then that led to aromatherapy. And I was so passionate about it. I was ma already making my own products, but I wanted to know the science and really, you know, dive deep. So I ended up um, simultaneously while I was studying, um, going, getting a certification in aromatherapy. So that it took, you know, about a year and a half. And I just did it in conjunction with my other studies. And, and it was, it was great. I mean, I, I learned so much and it gave me the credentials, you know, to be a, an aromatherapist. Um, another pathway that I never anticipated starting a line and, and, and doing those things, but it, it just un unfolded that way. Um, mm -hmm. But I was, I got into aromatherapy. I was modeling. I was doing things like I never liked modeling, but like I did it for, you know, a heartbeat and I mm -hmm. always felt strange. So these little tools, like I would literally inhale an oil to feel less nervous and more comfortable. Um, and then, you know, I just started to recognize healing abilities of these oils and they were really a form of comfort and um so that was you know i just saw the, the benefits of using them you know for for the body and brain and so that's really what kind of ignited my my passion with mm -hmm. with their 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 power <laughs> yeah are there any oils that you use on a daily basis in particular yeah i love um like to, this morning wearing my Aspen Glow fragrance, which is really woodsy. It has like cedar and vanilla and pine. And so anything that's really earthy, I love like vetiver or frankincense, myrrh. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all of the kind of what I call the sacred oils, the holy mm -hmm. oils. Um, yeah, so those I wear the most, uh, but it changes daily. I kind of tune in to see what kind of fragrance I I need or what oil I need, but around the home, I'm always diffusing frankincense. It's just, I, I want my home to smell like church. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. I'm trying to remember what frankincense smells like. It makes me want to go get some, pick some up. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful scent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting too, to think about like music and sense both give us such strong, like memory correlations, like I always try if I'm going on a trip or something to pick a soundtrack to remind me of the trip so that when I pick up on the sounds, I remember the experience. Same with um, sense though, like even down to like, you know, ex-boyfriends, partnerships, like I will have a specific perfume related to each per person. <laughs> it's in, it's just interesting, like how um, potent, like literally aromas can be for our memory and our whole nervous system response. Yes. Yes, they are so powerful. I love that you um, correlated them to music because that's how mm -hmm. I speak when I'm formulating. It's like music, you know, it's it's so um, they're, they're so powerful and they are these like little molecules that kind of, you know, just tr 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 um, kind of transfer and, and um, absorb in our bodies and make us feel, you know, a certain way or evoke a certain memory. And it's, it's really it's really yeah, it's just so interesting how we are 
like such biological creatures. Like we're in these, you know, organic bodies that respond so um, amazingly to the elements, to sense, to all of these things. And then we get to bring in our spiritual practices as well. But I wanted to finally ask you too, just a little bit more about what has come through for you in sessions with people with your intuitive gifts and strengthening that. But like, has there been any kind of session or experience that you've had that has stuck out for you? Um, that has really deepened your understanding of what's going on in life in general. But is there any experience that sticks out to you as you've been working with your gifts? Yeah, I, you know, what I noticed is that we are all um, going through, well, we're always going through things, you know, to some degree, but things that stick out, I started these empowerment sessions because I would be working with clients and they, you know, they call me regularly, um, not, not too often. Initially when I started my readings, I wouldn't let people book again with me for a certain period of time because mm-hmm. I wanted the, the guidance to integrate. Um, but now I have my regular clients and I, mm-hmm. I know when they, they call that they, they need, they need support and it's, they're always meant to empower. But when I started doing these additional sessions for people that I've been working with, um, I'm just always amazed by the transformation and, and you can probably relate to this. There's something so fulfilling when when people take the guidance and really apply it to their lives, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just have so much um, respect and appreciation for, for the work that people do. You know, it's one thing to get a reading and, and my readings aren't I mean, they're, they're very healing and it's always a higher vibration of love. So they are very comforting. Um, but we also have the responsibility of, of, of listening and of taking that guidance and applying it in our lives. So I'm, I'm just always amazed when people do that and, um, and then to see what happens in their lives as a result of listening to the guidance. It's just amazing. And like, I want to tear up. I, I just, I love my clients so much and I love this work. It's just, it's a gift to me. So it's just really to be an observer and see that people are, are doing well like that that's the gift and um, that's the takeaway for for me I mean there's mm-hmm. always poignant things that happen or come up um and even when people loved ones that have passed over show themselves I I, I usually giggle a lot because um they're just so funny, like how they show themselves just to make sure that that person knows it's them, you know, like different characteristics or things that they used to wear. And it just, it cracks me up. I'm, you know, um, so I, I just, I love, I love the work. It's just so cool and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I resonate so much with what you're saying here. It's like, it really is a gift as even as, you know, quote unquote healers, of course we're healers, but seeing our clients actually embody that and step into that because not everybody does do that. I've had, you know, a couple of people down the line that just don't decide to apply it. They think you're going to hold their hand the whole way, or they're going to do it for you. I think that's what I learned early on to use discernment with, but, um, (laughs) it is so special because it also is empowering us when we see that, when we witness that to be like, okay, whatever we're going through, we also can evolve and blossom out of this because they're a living example of that. So it's, it's that classic kind of, we're all walking each other home feeling from Ram Dass's wisdom. Yeah. That <laughs> it feels so real in this work. It's not just 
like the student and the teacher sometimes is going back and forth, I find with, with everybody I'm working with, but oh yeah, I love that so much. It's a really true and fulfilling a, a feeling that you're, that you're showing right now. And then finally, I guess like when you have um, family members or people that have crossed that are coming into your readings, where do you get the sense that they are in existence? Like, is there like an astral realm that they're existing in? It's funny when we start to collapse time and space as well, like what is going on there, but where do you get the sense that they're in existence? Yeah. I always feel like, like I view us all my, my readings are by phone. I don't need to see the person, you know? And so it kind of, my mind's, I see them as a hologram. Right. Mm. And that helps me like perceive their energy and their energy centers and, and, um, and the guides kind of work with me that way. Now, um, when people that have passed over come in, I kind of see them the same way. It's like, I don't, I wouldn't say I know for certain exactly where they are, but they are here and <laughs> they, they're kind of everywhere. Like they're, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because when they come in, they, they show themselves almost like a hologram to me so that I can see and translate, you know, their characteristics to the person I'm doing readings for reading for. So they know for certain it's them. Um, and from my perspective, like I, I just see them, they're kind of everywhere. They can kind of drop in when they want to. And it's like, they're just ener like energy, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, it's, I'm still learning about it. I, I never have a definitive answer, you know, mm -hmm. that I know for certain where, where they are, but I kind of see it as they're, they're still here. Mm -hmm. Um, and just as we can spread our energy, you know, when you think about love or you think about music, you know, that's all right. energy currency. So we can imagine ourselves, our, our being kind of going to another person we love when they need support. Or I, I do believe we already have those abilities to kind of spread our energy that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really love what you're picking up on here because it's taking away this idea of the quote unquote other side where there's this big wall, like in your mind, it's like, no, it's like actually all in existence altogether, which is a much more comforting and just expansive feeling to think of not so much separation, just, it's just kind of our visuals. I feel like in our sensory perceptions of being human, we have kind of a limited sensory experience that we're learning to, you know, grow into and, and activate more senses. I mean, I know that they're in a different dimension. I will say that. And I, mm -hmm. because sometimes teachers come in to help them, or especially if people have, you know, passed over through, through suicide or so, you know, some sort of tragedy, then I, I do perceive um, the help of, of different ascended beings or angels that are helping them in another realm, you know, but I can't say definitively, I know which realm that is or what mm -hmm. that is. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still learning. I'm very open with those things. Nothing in my mind is so concrete. Mm -hmm. um, so but I can perceive it. It's, it, it is a different realm, <laughs> a different realm, mm -hmm. which makes it exciting. It's like kind of exciting yeah. to not know. And I'm not sure we are meant to know, you know, even like getting hints at, 
these amazing near death experiences that people have or studying, you know, quantum healing, or I love Dolores Cannon's teachings, et cetera. It's just so exciting to get curious about it. And then to have experiences where you can connect, but you don't fully know, which is like, why the unknown? I feel like this practice gets us comfortable with the unknown of life in this lifetime in general. It's like there's a beauty to not knowing and an excitement to see what's around the corner and not having all the answers right away. Yeah, yeah, there is. It, you know, there is. It's, um, I mean, some days I want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there is, it is a gift to just, you know, up that curiosity of discovery, you know? Right. It's just always unfolding. I know you think about like, what would happen if everybody all of a sudden had the answers? Like what would even happen if we knew everything that was going (laughs) on? Like, I don't know. It just, there's an importance. It feels like to not know and to keep following your curiosity, to keep unraveling into that so that you get closer to the, the feeling essentially. But I mean, there's just so much to uncover with this. Yeah. And I think, you know, our, um, I just, the artist, there's some Helma, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her work, but Mm. she was an abstract artist. I think she started painting in the late 1800, early 1900s, but she, um, her artwork was discovered later. So some of the, you know, most renowned abstract artists were, discovered in the I think the 40s or I am probably getting the time frame strong Mm -hmm. but her work was so um futuristic like you know her geometry this her father I think worked in the science field and was with him a lot like studying astronomy and but her work at such an early age so sometimes I think People are perceiving our world maybe too like early for their time, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they may know have a lot of information to translate or trans, you know, move to us, but um, they're just a little, you know, too too early, and we 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 don't discover it until much later. So I, I definitely feel like we have seers, you know, people that do hold a lot of wisdom and information about our universe, but, um, but maybe we are still learning about them and, you know, and, and what they had to impart. I I don't know. (laughs) Mm, Yep. Totally. I know this. It's fascinating. They're like seed planters. It seems like it's like they plant the seeds and then years later, decades later, or centuries later, we start to see like the fruits of what they planted. And it becomes this really fascinating. I think that's why ancient Egypt is so fascinating yes. to look at as well. Cause they, they, they did it too. They've cycled. Very advanced. So and now we're trying to learn about, you know, these advanced technologies that they were using so long ago. So yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, Carrie, if people want to work with you, what, what are your offerings? Like how can people work with you? Yeah, I, I still do um, one-on-one reading. So um, everything is through my website, uh, Life Aromatherapy. That's where I have my product line and then the the reading. So um, yeah, people can just, you know, connect with me that way on Instagram, you know, like I, it's the same thing at Life Aromatherapy. Um, I have a personal page. People can always feel free to, to follow me. My link to my personal page is on my business page. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, those are the, probably the best ways to get a hold of me. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll put that all in the description below. But thank you so much for being here. What a pleasure to chat with you first thing in the morning. What a you blessing. Too, thank you. Thank you for your time. You're just such a beautiful soul. I love your work. 
All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And as always, everything mentioned is linked in the description below. And final note on my end is that I'm running full moon circles every month, which is so exciting. It's the perfect opportunity for us to come together as sisters and community as we navigate the different cosmic energies at play. So I'll take us through an oracle card reading, we'll do journal prompts together, and then I'll take you through a guided hypno journey, which is like a beautiful visualization journey for about 30 minutes. So come in your comfy clothes, light a candle, bring your journal, and just get ready to have a really nice time together. Um, I'll leave the link in the description below for the next one. And if you have any questions or just want to chat and get in touch, I'm on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore and at the lifted podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye for now.